Today is part two of this two-parter on chronology and continuity. Hope you enjoy. We get to the House of Frankenstein and the scene where Dr. Niemann and his assistant, the Hunchback, when they discover that the Frankenstein castle slash mansion is just ruined, not, not even ruins anymore. It's just a, a, a place where it once stood. They're able to go underground and ultimately what they find, uh, they find both the Frankenstein monster and the Wolfman frozen in, underneath where the castle used to be. So, so that's a nice continuity there. That's a nice continuation. I always love the way that Frankenstein meets the Wolfman flows into House of Frankenstein. Yeah. And then, okay, also the interesting thing about House of Frankenstein is that Dracula's in it too, even though Dracula, like we said, uh, he kind of has his own story. He doesn't really interact with the Wolfman or Frankenstein, but it's like a continuation from... It's interesting because it's like at the end of Dracula, he dies by the stake in the heart, and then he's not even in Dracula's Daughter. So then this is kind of like a secondary sequel, I guess, or like it just goes after that because he's still dead with the stake in the heart, but he's like a skeleton now. Like you said, there's this mini self-contained part of the movie that just features Dracula and he doesn't interact with the other monsters. And it's assumed that as long as the stake is in Dracula's heart, that he's not dead, but he's not alive. He's just, you know, he's just in like purgatory. But if you pull the stake out, then he comes right back with clothes and all. Yeah. So, um, so that rule is established in House of Frankenstein that if you stake Dracula, he has to stay staked. It's not like you can just stab him and then he dissolves or turns to mush like you would see in like True Blood or something. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, he's just, he's staked and that stake has to stay in his heart. And if you pull it out, he comes back to life. With the Wolfman at the end of House of Frankenstein, he gets shot. Yeah. By a silver bullet. Fired by the hand of someone who loves him enough to understand, <laughs> which is the gypsy girl. And we can pretty much assume that he's not going to stay dead forever. Um, but, you know, the movie ends with him, you know, essentially dying. And lastly, the Frankenstein monster and Niemann are being chased by villagers. And uh, Frankenstein is carrying Niemann, who was almost strangled to death by Daniel because Daniel <laughs> had enough. Yeah, Daniel being, was sick of being kicked around yeah, and, and so not he, getting anything in return. And he didn't get the gypsy girl and he didn't get Talbot's body. And yeah. so he's going to now get his revenge on Dr. Nemon. So Nemon is in no, no good shape right now, but the monster takes pity on him, which really doesn't make any sense, by the way, because the monster now has Ullman's brain. Oh, and, yeah. And why would Ullman save Nemo. Well, I thought he wasn't saving him. I thought he took him into the quicksand on purpose. Right, that, right. That's another theory, that he's not saving him. He's actually, you know. Then yeah, again, but, he could have just thrown him out the window and, you know. Yeah, but he, I think maybe he wanted them to die together, like, as revenge. No, but see, it doesn't make any sense because when Daniel is strangling Nemon, mm -hmm. that's when the Frankenstein monster breaks his straps and then grabs Daniel and throws Daniel out of the window uh, well, in an I, effort I, to save Nemo. But I think that makes sense because he's basically saying, like, he hates Daniel too because Daniel was the one, the one who captured him. 
And so he's like, okay, get rid of Daniel. And then he's like, well, I want to kill Nimon myself. I don't want to watch somebody else do it. Okay. Well, you know? that's 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 definitely <laughs> a one way of looking at it. Um, as a kid, I always thought that Frankenstein monster was trying to save Nimon and then just like just walked into quicksand. And so that's how that movie ends with with the Frankenstein monster and Nimon um, just getting swallowed up by a huge quicksand pit. Yeah. Now, in House of Dracula, this movie, like you said before, is just wacky in the sense that there's really no explanation at all as to why these monsters all appear. Dracula died in the previous film by sunlight. Yeah, which is supposed to be the most permanent death right. of vampires in exactly. the universal world. So someone must have taken Dracula's bones and did some sort of uh, Satan worship, you know, spilt blood on it or something, which is something you see later on in the Hammer films. Yeah. Um, that, uh, but but they don't show it. It must happen off camera, and um, and all of a sudden Dracula's back to life. And of course, this this last film is named after him, House of Dracula. Um, there's a mad scientist named Edelman who really is a nice guy and is trying to help everyone. Um, he uh, he tries to help Dracula because Dracula says he wants to be human again, but Dracula winds up changing his mind, and instead of uh, Edelman's pure human blood helping Dracula to become less of a vampire. Dracula uh, decides to reverse the little nozzle thing, and Edelman is infected with vampire blood, which kind of turns him into this weird Mr. Hyde kind of character. Yeah, it's weird. They never explain it. You know what I think? I think maybe House of Dracula takes place in some kind of like dream dimension or something, because like that's the one where. Where Talbot gets cured. That never happens in any other thing. What is Frankenstein so doing there? So the Wolfman, once again, just like Dracula, there's no explanation as to why he's still walking around. He got shot with a silver bullet. Um, oh, you know what, though? Do you know what's so weird about that? Is, you know the um, Dracula versus the Wolfman, which was never made yes. or whatever? Okay, apparently that was supposed to pick up right after he got shot with the silver bullet. And in that movie, they were supposed to bring him back. So maybe that fills in the gap or something like now that's that. That's a really good point. I wanted to save that for oh, after. Oh, okay. But, but it fits in good here. Right. So this is the thing about these movies is that we also have to consider that there were movies that were planned to be made and then weren't made. And in this case, there was supposed to be a movie called Dracula versus the Wolfman. Um, and it was supposed to come after House of Frankenstein and before House of Dracula. So that could be one of the reasons why the beginning of House of Dracula seems like, wait, did I, you know, was I late to class? Did I miss something? Um, is because that movie wasn't made. And, and so at this point with these monster movies, I think they were really just taking liberties and they really didn't care. They realized that the fans didn't even care so much about the continuity anymore. Um, the Frankenstein monster is discovered in a cave that I guess is supposed to be like where the quicksand used to be. And you see Dr. Niemann's bones. Um, the Frankenstein monster is still holding the skeleton of, of Niemann. Um, so it's assumed that it's, you know, some time has gone by. But of course, the Frankenstein monster is totally fine and they bring him to the laboratory and they conduct experiments. And, but this time Edelman is not hypnotized by the power of the Frankenstein monster. Until, of course, Dracula pollutes him with vampire blood, and then Edelman is obsessed now 
because he's the Mr. Hyde character, almost like deranged serial killer. Yeah, it's weird. He just he literally just goes around and like just wants to murder people and yeah, he for just no reason. Yeah, he just like, attacks people and he like gets this weird like look like he hasn't slept. Like he's basically like a ghoul of some type. Yeah. But it's like weird because usually you would think that like usually when people get exposed to vampire blood in one way or another, they also turn into a vampire. But uh, not this time. I don't know. They just like went their own route. Yeah, they didn't make him a vampire, which is yeah, is really odd. I mean, it, it he just becomes like I said for the closest monster I can think of is Mr. Hyde. He just becomes like a personification of evil. Yeah. And and he's killing people just for the fun of it. You know? Yeah, and I um, forgot, does he stay like that, or does he go, does he switch back and forth? He switches back and forth. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's like, when he goes out at night, yeah. it's just like Mr. Hyde. Like, he, when he goes out at night, he becomes evil. Yeah, and let's not forget that there's also a hunchback in this Yeah, film. another, a lady hunchback a this time. A female hunchback who's very sweet. Yeah, and, and he says he's going to cure her hunch, too. Right, now let's not forget that his main, uh, his main discovery is this uh, plaster stuff that he uses that has these spores that grow from this rare plant, and they have these healing properties. And so whatever he puts this plaster on, it just sort of magically heals what the ailment is. And so it's assumed that um, if he puts it on her hunchback, her hunchback will go away. Yeah, it'll just, oh man, I think those are shrooms that are growing on that thing. That's why this is a dream world. But they grow very so. slowly, and so he has a limited <laughs> supply. Okay. And he's and you know so he does wind up having enough of it to put on Larry Talbot and um, and Larry Talbot is cured in this film and so it's one of the few times you see you know the monster one of the monsters has a happy ending it literally ends with him walking out and it's like you know there's like a, it's like it's a new day and <laughs> and, and you know, Larry Talbot's like you know. Uh, sitting there, was standing there, and and he walks into the what is it to the sunset, and everything's nice and rosy. Uh, unfortunately, the, the Edelman and the Frankenstein monster and uh, and the Hunchback are killed because Edelman just goes crazy at the end of the film. Um, and another fire, I think there's a like a chemical fire that starts or something. And <laughs> um, I think Talbot is responsible for for killing Dracula. So Dracula exits that way. And then that's pretty much the end. I mean, that is what we just went through are all of the, th those are the mashups and that's the whole thing until you get to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is a few years go by. I think that's 1948. And um, I think House of Dracula is 44. And, um, and they bring all the monsters back. And by the way, um, we didn't mention this, but Bela Lugosi does not play Dracula in House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula. It's John Carradine um, has a completely different look. John Carradine was more of a Western star. And we, we like to joke around and call him Cowboy Drac. Yeah. Because he's, he's more of like a, a Western looking. He looks like... Yeah, uh, he has like a mustache, like one of those old like, outlaws. Like Doc Holliday and, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and, uh, and of course, Bella, the iconic Dracula of that time... Um, only plays Dracula in two movies for, for Universal. I mean, he plays um, in Mark of the Vampire. He plays uh, a Dracula-like character. And and um, but in in for the Universal films, he plays Dracula in Dracula, and then only again in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Once again, where does this film fit in? Because it starts off with the Wolfman is still the Wolfman. There's no explanation as to why his cure, he was cured, and now he's not cured anymore. 
So there's no explanation as to why Talbot is back to suffering the sufferings of the damned. <laughs> the damned. Um, I, yeah, when I was a kid, I always just thought, like, well, we're off. You know, like, there is no cure. You know, like, they, they give him false hope. But that's right. what I thought back then. But right. I don't know. That's the whole fun is to try and fit it somewhere. Right. Now, Dracula, um, there's no explanation as to why he's alive again. Um, in some ways... Uh, in this film, I think some people just turn a blind eye to the Dracula part of the story because it's Bella and it's not John Carradine. And it's easy just to think that, okay, John Carradine was a different Dracula. Like, let's just pretend like that's a different character altogether. Um, and Bella is just back, you know. I think people were just so relieved to see Bella Lugosi as Dracula. They didn't even want to ask questions. They were just like, let's just take him. Like, you know. Yeah, you could just say they're... There's like some vampire cult where they're all just called Dracula. But then that is weird because then the whole stake in the heart, like continuity, gets messed up. That means like, oh, okay, actually this isn't like, like Bella's still laying in the crypt, dead or frozen, where the David, wait, is it David or John Carradine? John Carradine. John Carradine vampire. Son. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many of them. John Carradine. A vampire. It's like he had a whole other adventure then before this where he also got staked in the end, but you just didn't see that part. Right. It's a different, right. Like you said, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's just a, a, a bunch of Draculas, like a bunch of vampires all calling themselves Dracula. Yeah. And you can almost be okay with that, actually. Yeah, because vampires the, are creepy anyway. Like yeah, including the, the Lon Chaney Jr. When, he, when he's a son of Dracula, Alucard. We could just say he's just another guy. He says, oh, okay, I'll take the name. You know, um, so... You know, once again, continuity-wise, it doesn't really work, okay? We, we There's really no place to put, if we're looking at it from the standpoint of Dracula or the Wolfman, it doesn't really fit, unless you want to accept the fact that his cure just wore off. Um, the Frankenstein monster kind of works, right? Because we we don't really need an explanation as to why someone discovers the monster. People discover the monster all the time. Sometimes they show it, sometimes they don't. But we already know that the Frankenstein monster can't be destroyed, really. It's, you know, so um, I guess it can be destroyed, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But uh, but the fact that he's just back in the movie, it's like, okay, so I'm assuming if we think of how House of Dracula ended, we could just say, okay, that was another fire. That's another castle where there was a fire and someone eventually went in there and they're like, oh, what's this? And they put him in a crate. Yeah, they put and, Dracula and Frankenstein in crates, and, and then they're going to some wax museum or yeah, something like that. Right, so McDougal's. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> um, so you know, Frankenstein, once again, it, that, that one, I'm, I'm not so much a stickler about that one. Um, but, you know, we, we go through the rest of it, and then we see, okay, they want to put Costello's brain in the monster, which I think would have been great <laughs> if, they, if they would have done that. <laughs> that just would have been great to see. And then, of course, the classic fight between Dracula and the Wolfman, that probably some of that was meant to be in its own movie, Dracula yeah. versus the Wolfman. And so they probably took some of those scenes from that movie that was never made, and they insert it here in um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, was, you know, where you have the Wolfman and Dracula just chasing each other all over the, the castle. And they're throwing things at each other. And it's just so great to see those two monsters going at it. It's, <laughs> it's one, as a kid, it's one of the first monster scenes I ever saw as a child. Um, it came on in a late, late, late movie. 
and um, my brother and I got up really early one morning. It was like 4.30 in the morning and we were just catching the end of the late, late movie. And we saw that scene and I was just, I, from that point on, I was hooked on these Universal monster movies. <laughs> but this fight scene ends with uh, Dracula going on a balcony and then turning into a bat. And then the wolfman jumping up and grabbing in midair, grabbing the bat and then falling over the, the balcony and, and into the sea. Um, this looks like it's 100 feet down or something, <laughs> you know, like really high up. And they splash into the water and it's assumed that both of them are killed. Until um, next time. Until next time, which, of course, sadly, there was no next time because Abbott and Costello was the last film made by Universal that featuring those classic monsters. Yeah, with the classic actors. So I said, you know, from the standpoint of the Wolfman, I think that there was a time where I really thought that perhaps um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein actually takes place where Dracula versus the Wolfman would have been, which would have be which would be before House of Dracula. Yeah, the interesting thing is that they said like when uh, the Wolfman gets like quote unquote killed. Like, his body never rots. It's like he's sleeping yeah. until he gets, like, awoken again, basically. Right. So somebody so, could have found him, and then that's what happens in Dracula versus the Wolfman. Like, people find him, and then, like, uh, they're like, oh, we can still save him, you know? And then, of course, he turns into the Wolfman again. Right. And so that's probably when he's calling McDougal's and said that this is a slightly after someone found him and he's back to being the Wolfman. So from the standpoint of the Wolfman... That works. That chronological order works. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for Frankenstein <laughs> because Frankenst House of Frankenstein flows perfectly into House of Dracula because yeah. of the quicksand scene and the skeleton of Niemann. So either way, it's, it's yeah, you can't fit it. Like, you can't fit it without compromising another monster. You, you, you can fit it for the Wolfman, but not for Frankenstein, or you can fit it for Frankenstein, and then we just have to say, okay, the, whatever, to the Wolfman. Anyway, so that's our take on the chronological order of the movies and the continuity and how some of the films segue really well and some of them don't. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.